KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. For achievement in film editing, the nominees are... Anatomy of a Fall. It's not very often that the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences recognizes foreign language films in its craft categories. But this year, it could not ignore the perfect calibration of Laurent Seneschal's editing in Anatomy of a Fall. Welcome back to listener-supported KPBS Cinema Junkie. I'm Beth Accomando. Anatomy of a Fall also garnered nominations for Best Picture, as well as Best Actress for Sarah Huller, Best Director for Justine Triad, and Best Writer for Triad and Arthur Harari. The film ratchets up tension with the precision of an Alfred Hitchcock thriller. The story involves a couple who have a fight, and then the husband turns up dead, apparently from an accidental fall. But then the police suspect the wife of foul play and her blind son is the sole witness who might be able to clear her. The film shows how seemingly trivial things in a marriage can take on incriminating dimensions when played out in court in front of a jury. This is a film of exquisite craft and a surprising amount of nail-biting tension as we feel a constant sense of stress and unease, much of it the result of Laurent Seneschal's fine editing. I need to take one quick break, and then I'll be back with a crew call with Anatomy of a Falls film editor, Laurent Seneschal. He'll explain what a film editor actually does and discuss the fine art of building tension, suspense, and a sly sense of ambiguity. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Welcome back to Cinema Junkie. I'm Beth Accomando. Anatomy of a Fall was among my top 10 films of 2023. Sarah Huler plays Sandra, a woman who finds herself under suspicion. So as you can see, an accidental fall is going to be hard to defend, given the height of the windowsill. Mm -hmm. So that's why there's an investigation for uh, more suspects uh, and your 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 most su suspicious deaths, yeah. yeah, and your témoin assisté because you were the only person there. Okay. And of course, you, you're his wife. Um, now, looking for a stranger who walks in, kills him while you were sleeping right above, and Daniel was out for work is a shitty strategy. Samuel had no enemies. That stop. Me. Stop. I did not kill him. That's not the point. The film's a clever mystery that manages to avoid answering the question of who done it while still leaving the audience feeling richly rewarded. I asked Laurent Seneschal what he saw as the particular challenges of such a film. The main challenge uh, for us was to maintain ambiguity cloud zone around uh, the main character uh, played by Sandra Euler. But it, we had to do that without being in a game, in a tricky game, like uh, she's guilty and then, and then you, she's not guilty. It was, we wanted to be elsewhere. We wanted to be with her. 
we wanted to build some very huge uh, empathy uh, for her, even if we wanted doubts to to go on till the end. So it was that line, the strange line to find and to, to scope. One of the things that's really impressive about the film is it feels like really well calibrated, like every note, every like moment just seems like really carefully planned. So with a long movie like this, how do you kind of go through that calibration and kind of make sure that you're ratcheting up that tension like with every scene? Uh, thank you. Thank you for your words. It's kind. And because we, we, we really pay attention to this and it's months and months of work with Justine trying to refine and refine things. But the, we are starting from the material with Justine. It's always the acting, the performances of the actors, uh, actors' performances that, that are uh, the main door, of the, the first door, the starting point for her. And then we are trying to, yeah, to have this large road, uh, but not too large to maintain some tension, as you said. Uh, but we didn't want, because Justine never wants to push ideas and push judgments uh, on her characters. So we had to let the audience, to let the viewer make his own trip on that. And it's really on the craft, we, we, are, we were really trying and redesigning things such as the boy the fact that he is becoming the main character at the end but we we had to make him exist and be really present all during the whole first two hours and uh, we made this with piano uh, redesigning and re rethinking the spotting of uh, where he's going to be seen you know and yeah it's I, I don't know how to say it. it's only work work step by step and the film does have a certain like Hitchcock quality to it. Was that something that influenced you in any way? Were his films something that you looked to? Of course, for us it's, and for everybody on earth, it's like a, a reference, of course. And uh, we, we had this idea to, to find one sequence where we were, uh, how to say it in, in English, um, in French, we say a clin we, we wanted the audience maybe to think about uh, Hitchcock uh, climate, you know. It was, it's the scene where the, the lawyer at the beginning is uh, like visiting the, the chalet, the, the house, and um, going upstairs. And there we have this, that strange woman, blonde woman at the back of the, you know. <laughs> and in this scene, particularly, we, we, were, we knew that we were like doing some Hitchcockian thing, you know. One of the scenes that was really interesting, and I'm curious from an editing point of view, like how you tackled it and if you tried different things, but in the courtroom, there's a moment where we're hearing audio and we don't get to see what's going on to match the audio. Um, I think we see it later. Uh, so what was the decision process? Like, did you want to make sure that that audio was heard first and not seen and how did you want, like, what did you want to cut to while it's playing to kind of build that sense of tension? Uh, you, you are talking about the, uh, the arguments in... You're violent! <laughs> what is interesting for this scene is that when I read the script, uh, I told to Justine, 
wow, what are you doing? <laughs> because it was written as a flashback. And, but I, I told her, which point of view is that? Uh, are we in the head of the boy? But he was not there. So what is that? Is it like a, a God thing? <laughs> we, we move over the audience. And she said, it's only cinema. Don't worry. But I, I asked her to shoot in a way that we could have options for the transition. Because I knew that she would be right, maybe she might be right. But I knew that it, it was not uh, obvious and for sure that with a cut very rapidly, it, it, it was going to work. So in the editing room, I really insisted about one thing. I wanted that it was for sure an audio realistically played in the courtroom for a long time. And we are seeing, uh, I think, the boy and Sandra Hüller and for a long time. And we were also seeing that the text, the lines are written in the screens um, of the courtroom. And then when we are a bit lazy as an audience, uh, you know, <laughs> we are lying on this, we are only listening. Then I, I put the image on the, I, I go into the flashback. You are not a victim, not at all. Your generosity conceals something dirtier and meaner. You're incapable of facing your ambitions and you resent me for it, but I'm not the one who put you where you are. I've nothing to do with it. You're not sacrificing yourself, as you say. You choose to sit on the sidelines because you're afraid, because your pride makes your head explode before you can even come up with the little jam of an idea. And now you wake up and you're 40 and you need someone to blame and you're the one to blame. And this is the way I found to, yeah, like it's, it's in, it was this, this guy's uh, thing, you know. We, we tried earlier, it, it, it didn't work. So we had to really find it. But it's also an artisanal thing, you know. I didn't know before how to do it. But I had to do it because there were no more, no other option. <laughs> because I didn't have enough material to stay in the courtroom, you know. <laughs> well, and courtrooms are really hard to do because on a certain level nothing is happening. It's just talking. So what's the challenge of that? And how do you piece it together to kind of add a sense of tension or drama to it? This was maybe the second main challenge uh, for us. I, I talk about the boy, but when we went into the, the courtroom second part of the movie, we knew that with those long scenes, we had to like refresh how we are, we were in the courtroom. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry, but I don't know. You 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 come here, okay, with your maybe your opinion, and you tell me who Samuel was and what we were going through. But what you say is just uh, it is just a little part of the whole situation, you know. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes a couple is kind of a chaos and everybody's lost, no? And sometimes we fight together and sometimes we fight alone and sometimes we, we fight against each other. That happens. And I think it's possible that Samuel needed to see things the way you described them. But if, if I'd been seeing a therapist, he could stand here too and say very ugly things about Samuel. But would those things be true? And um, Justine really is breaking all what was planned for every scene. She's really 
avoiding uh, the script and uh, all the previous ideas. And she was uh, always saying, well, for this scene, what are we going to do? Uh, wh where is the good material? Uh, I want to stay with Sandra very long. And we were trying to find uh, what she's calling the code of each scene. And that's uh, a way to refresh the fact that we are still in the same place. It's hard, it's raw, it's rough the way we are showing people working. For instance, when the boy is testifying the f for the first time, uh, there is nobody in the courtroom because he's a young guy and the protection of the justice uh, uh, is supposed to yeah, preserve him. But, you know, you, you have this shot turning around while the prosecutor and the lawyer are talking about him, about his handicap. He is like listening and it was not a shot. It was not supposed to be the, this long, that shot. And even the moves were not supposed to be used uh, at the beginning. But on set, Justine uh, saw the, um, the DOP making those movements to have, um, you know, all the shots for the, for the scene, for the editing. And she said, hey, it's very nice what you are doing here. On the, on the screen, I'm, I'm seeing that it's good. And he was saying, but it's not what we decided. But <laughs> she insisted. And so he made smoother movements and slower movements around the boy. Like, we'll see if we are going to uh, use that. And of course, it was so nice. I just had to, to disguise a cut to make it longer, again, even more longer. Uh, but, um, you know, this is like a new way to direct um, the audience to direct the movie for each scene. That, that was our challenge. And sometimes it's only about trust the audience. For instance, after the, the argument, when we are staying like 20 minutes with the prosecutor and the lawyer in a very long scene, the last scene of, uh, of the courtroom before the last testimony of the boy, it's a very long scene. And our goal was to, to trust the audience that they are they were going to stay with us in this very intense and like boxing uh, dialogues you know <laughs> uh scene well you mentioned you talk about trusting the audience but what the film does that i love is that it doesn't condescend to us either in the sense of telling us what we're supposed to think or telling us what we're supposed to feel we're piecing things together which is much more engaging and also much more exciting to watch. So, like, I appreciate the way that you're not saying, like, oh, this is, this has to be her point of view, and because we're on a close-up, it has to be true or something, you know. And how, like, when you're tackling that in the editing room, are there things that you edit and then you go back to and say we revealed too much or we gave too much this way? In fact... Every Justine Trier's movies are like that. You you are in front of a character and you are free to uh, make your own opinion about her. Your, the, the, your reasonable, reasonable doubts <laughs> are uh, always, uh, yeah, uh, working. But with anatomy, it's like like the flower of this uh, thing she, she wants, she uh, is doing every time she's... Uh, recording actors, uh, she, she an actress. She, she, here, we are in front of a, a trial and we are like a member of the jury, you know? And uh, this, this was the, the idea. So we, have, we had to really design the fact that we, some, some scenes were um, 
building Sandra as a very manipulative uh, character. And then after, we could not see her having those uh, really nice uh, feelings around the, the her boy when she's talking about the handicap. It's, uh, for me, it's a great moment when she's saying, I, I never saw uh, my son as handicapped. She's a, it's a great moment, but this moment was killed by a previous scene where she was uh, in this very high lightness and alcohol thing and seduction with her lawyer at night, you know, it's just before. And well, we, we had to cut so many great things because Sandra Hüller, Sandra Hüller gave us so many options. She's uh, an amazing actress. We have a golden uh, garbage, you know, <laughs> because we, we, we had to cut so many great things to have this possibility for the audience to not to fall uh, into one or the other version, you know. That was really, really nice. Complexity. Complexity is in the center of all we were doing and building. And even the boy is becoming like his mother at the end. He's becoming complex. We don't really exactly know what are um, his uh, feelings and even if he's, if he's inventing things or not, you know. And yeah, that was the, the program, but it was hard to do. <laughs> and I don't think most people really understand what an editor does. People tend to just say like, oh, that movie was too long. Why didn't they cut it shorter? Like that's the only time they seem to, you know, mention editing. So can you give a little insight to people as to what your process is like and particularly with Justine? Yeah, you're right. It's it's an invisible uh, <laughs> job. It's very important job for for uh, for movies. Uh, we, you know that, but and it's very hard to explain what it is exactly that we are doing in the dark. <laughs> so I think that previously, just before uh, talking about this uh, way to reshape things, to tell a story to the audience. We pay really an, an extreme attention to what the audience is supposed to feel, but we are betting things we, we don't know exactly. So for me, editing is like when you are telling a story to your children when they are, before they are <laughs> going to sleep, you know, you have to be good. You have to have a good story and, uh, and yeah, refine the, the we have months to do that. We we have to refine and and always like invite the audience to be with us. And sometimes the audience has to be has to work. It's it's really good when they have some work, but not too much. And this is uh, like a dance with the audience, but we don't know each other. And that's the beautiful thing about it. And for you working with Justine, at what point do you come on board? Are you there from the very beginning before they start shooting? Um, do you come on after footage is starting to roll in? Like, what's that part of the process like? This time, I didn't even make an assembly edit uh, because she needs to make start the journey and make all the journey with me. She cannot uh, see uh, an assembly, uh, an assembly edit, and or rough cut uh, made without her. It was hard previously because it's the third film we are doing together, and so we decided also because the script was rather solid than the the previous movies because of the trial. It's like a program, and we we you are not lost in the structure you you are building. We went scene by scene with her, starting. From the acting, as as I said, and it's long, but 
yeah, she doesn't want to be bored. She doesn't want a, a scene uh, that is looking like every every other movie she uh, she has seen, and you know, so she's like uh, also also an artist like that. Um, you know, uh, she she has been studied the Beaux Arts at the, in the Paris um, Beaux Arts School uh, in Paris, and she's rather like a, an artist for me. She she wants to have fun, and for her, fun is um, being surprised by uh, what she has done and have new ideas every time. So sometimes it's hard because you have to be, uh, yeah, to have stamina, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's really exciting. It's really nice to, to work with her and she's very funny. And editing is not what I would probably call a glamorous position in Hollywood. People don't generally think like, oh, I want to be a celebrity editor, <laughs> you know, who gets, but how did you, go into this profession, what was it about it that attracted you, that made you think, like, this is what I want to do, is sit in a dark room editing film all day? Uh, it's a good question, but uh, maybe I, I have to talk about that with my shrink again. <laughs> because, uh, uh, to be honest, I wanted to be a dire uh, director myself uh, at the beginning when I was uh, younger. I thought that editing was the great place to learn how to do that uh, movies and it was also a way to to earn my life when i was younger as an assistant editor and um, i was editing the short films and uh, i became uh, an editor and i think that I'm, i didn't choose this job really but i'm sure that it's not uh by chance that i'm there you know i think i'm i'm okay with the dark i'm okay with uh, going really about detail around details when i when we are working and um, i think that it's great to also not have maybe the um, fire so close to you as directors have we are like protected when we are uh, only technicians here on the movie you know uh, members of the crew it's it's um maybe safer a safer place <laughs> but uh being an editor is uh, is being as the director in the machine room the story so it's like being really where for me it's the funniest place as a director without all the pressure uh, on you so maybe uh you are my shrink today <laughs> <laughs> well i always liked editing because you can try so many things without a hundred people waiting for you to make a decision and kind of can make a mistake and then just walk away from it and just go like, well, okay, I'll just put that back together, back the way it was. That's true. That's completely true. <laughs> and it's a place where truth, if it exists, is there. We are editors. I think we are really humble and because we know that it's it's hard and it's it's not with the actors, you know, uh, in, in a set, you have to play something with directors and even with producers really often in an editing room everyone is like with no masks you know we are like in front of what are we going to do <laughs> and this is uh, great it's a great job for this and also when you are at the end of an editing process for a, a long feature film you 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 cannot really see as a fresh eyes is the movie but you are like remembering all the screenings that you had and you are like trying to be um, digging in your own memories of all those uh, 
screenings and tries, you know, it's it's uh, funny. Yeah, it's a good job. Maybe maybe I'm not going to try to make movies myself. <laughs> I'm going to stay there. <laughs> Don't let that shrink talk you out of it. <laughs> I actually put this film on my 10 best list for oh. women-helmed horror films. Damn. Because... I feel that not in a traditional sense is this a horror film, but it has all like the beats of a horror film, like you that sense of tension and kind of stress and anxiety you get when you're kind of uncertain about what's going on. And I'm just wondering if you see in any way, shape or form like the film as horror or that the, the pacing or the structure has any of that. We, we we were not we were never thinking like that, but we knew that we were making a gender movie. Uh, so um, we our our idea was to assume that we had this really manipulative operation at the at the beginning. You will never know what happened. <laughs> this is the big thing uh, we are doing. But after our our decision was to accompany the character, as in a um, John Cassavetes movie, you know, it's we we wanted to be like with a, this uh, intimate climate uh, around this family, this woman and this boy, even if doubts are still burning somewhere <laughs> in the head of the audience. So I think that we knew that we were playing this game with tension and. The maybe uh, scary things, and but we were using this in a candid way. We wanted to be like sensitive about all this, and to maybe do this, but in a European or maybe French way, you know. <laughs> so with dialogues and with uh, and with no score movies, we, we no score um, music on the movie. We, we wanted it to be uh, really like an. And in between a balanced thing uh, uh, around uh, an author movie, uh, an author, a European movie, and a uh, gender movie, more broad, you know, more well-spread movie, you know, we, we, are, you, we were trying to, to balance it. And one last thing, and you don't have to tell me exactly the answer, but I am curious, did you and Justine either have an opinion or know for a fact <laughs> what happened? Or was that also kind of a mystery and ambiguity to you as well? I have two ways to answer that. For me as an editor, I never even ask myself that question, that, that uh, answer to come. Because I knew that, yeah, the, the, all the movie was around uh, not answering that. And, uh, and, and maybe it's an ode to complexity in life. And uh, what is great is that it's not very intellectual and clever things for smart people. It's with uh, feelings, really direct feelings. At the end, when the, they are reconnecting the mother and the boy. I just want you to know one thing. I'm not a monster. It's really complex what they are living and we can feel it really organically with the, the silence and the, the looks they have. We are like living with them where, where, what was this strange moment. And even when the dog is coming, the dog is like um, exactly like a human being there. We have these feelings that are really um, 
nice and simple and direct feelings. But complexity is what the way Justin is uh, looking our life and and of course maybe it, she I think she she said that the first question she had before having this idea of uh, of uh, anatomy of salt was do my ten years old daughter know me or do I know her and you can ask your for yourself and everyone can be in front of what you think you know but you you don't know your intimates your relatives you know you you never you you cannot know everything about uh, what's around you, what's around you and uh, it was a play around that you know <laughs> well i want to thank you very much for talking and thank you for this wonderful film thank you very much thank you very much i can feel that you enjoyed it and it's really great um yes it was really pleasant to to have this chat with you That was Laurent Seneschal, film editor for Anatomy of a Fall. He was nominated for a Best Editing Oscar, and you can see if he takes home the gold on March 10th. Well, that wraps up another edition of KPBS listener-supported Cinema Junkie. If you enjoy the podcast, then please share it with a friend, because your recommendation is the best way to build an addicted audience. You can also help by leaving a review. Till our next film fix, I'm Beth Accomando, your resident cinema junkie. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.